Yo, yo, it's the Blast Podcast with DSP and Precise. Great music, great vibes. The show will give you life, the advice, and the news you probably never even knew. Apple Music, Spotify, stay motherfucking tuned. I'm in tune, I'm amused at all they fucking do. That's what's up, though. Putting Rockland on the map, we need more of those. So stop wasting time with all them phony shows. I blast your podcast for not supporting, ho. We not riding waves here. Y'all at the rodeo. See, we the realest up in town. Turn up your radio. The Blast Podcast. Royalty in the front. Last podcast. Precise, man. You are an artist or creator out there. Come catch these vibes. So, I got a quick question for you. I think he follows the IG page. I think he follows the IG page. Because I see him like, 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 like it. I see him like it. Every time I post something about FTC Wayne, that's dope. That's dope. We love it. I wish you nothing but success, bro. For real, for real. We love it. I wish you nothing but success, bro. For real, for real. Success, 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And because you're gonna love this shit. It's really, really good. Culture wings. Make sure you follow them, man. Don't forget the last podcast. You can just say our names, save a little money, and get free fries. All right, next up, yo, precise man. How did you feel when I told you? I was so happy to have you. This is family. You also understand ownership because before you guys came on here, we were talking about ownership and how important it was. I guess um, we want to jump right into it. What's going on, family? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Blast Podcast. I believe this is episode 25. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the constant support. Thank you for listening, number one, and that's that's first and foremost, because if I didn't see anybody listening to the show, I wouldn't continue to do what I'm doing, and I, I truly appreciate the feedback and the support, the reposts, everyone's uh, giving their, their feedback on how, how to make the show better, and, and I've been applying it, so I truly, truly, truly appreciate it, man. Um, what else is there? Um... Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, that's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Again, that's T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's the Blast Podcast. Um, happy holidays to those who celebrate. Um, and peace, love, and light to those who don't. Um, we got a great show ahead. Great show ahead. Um I have a lot of great topics. I mean, it wasn't a crazy, crazy news week, um, but there is one topic I did want to touch on and clarify for our listeners, and that was the um, the impeachment, because I noticed a lot of people on the timeline were, like, so happy to see that um, 45 was impeached. I mean, I don't think you guys understand um, what's going on. Um so I wanted to pretty much cover that topic, number one. I mean, there was other current events that took place, but that was one topic I really, really, really wanted to touch on because I think a lot of people understood what him being impeached mean, impeached means. So I'm, I, I'm definitely going to deep dive into that so I can give my people some clarity because I feel it's only right because I've seen a lot of people were celebrating and all that. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But I don't want y'all to face disappointment when everything is all said and done. Um, Because I know what's going on. I see what's taking place here. 
but a lot of a lot of um, y'all don't see what's going on or taking place. Yeah, a lot of y'all are just looking at it at face value, and I was like, it's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna cover that. We're definitely gonna get into that. I just wanted to talk about a few things before we got into the gist or into the meat of the show. No homo, pause, whatever, because <laughs> y'all are funny out there. But um, all jokes aside, um. Big big shout out to Nan. Um, she dropped a. Uh, she's an artist from Rockland County, the 845, and um, she dropped an EP called Venus, man, and it's amazing. Neo soul R&B, uh, super super dope. Um, let me see if I can find it and play it in the background while I'm giving it love. But yo, it's it's an amazing project. I heard a single from it early. Um, it was called Lonely. Um, it was really dope. Um, her name is Nan. Um, follow her on IG. It's N-G-A-N for the number four profit. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. I mean, it's really, really good music. I'm about to play my uh, favorite joint off of there called Cherry. Um, it's a really, really great project. This is it right here. This is Cherry. Um, Check it out. The song Cherry is actually on, this is a perfect segue, which is on um, the VOH Play Hits playlist on Spotify. Um, big shout out to the homie, Brad Bronson. I heard this song. I told her, um, reach out to VOH Basketball and get on that playlist. And I, I believe it was rock, it, it played during the semifinals that just took place um, last week. Um, big shout out to Brett Bronson again. Um, I don't know if y'all know about the other program that's going on. Um, the first season is about to come to an end. It's called MORVOH Basketball Experience. Um, we dropped two episodes this week because we had, you know, the normal episode that drops every Monday at midnight. And then we had a special one drop on Wednesday to cover the first round of the playoffs. Um, intense. It, it was great. The playoffs all together was great. Um, the finals take place this Thursday. Um, it's, it's amazing. Um, there's going to be another episode. It's probably going to release at the same time with this. So when you finish listening to this and you want to hear about the uh, league that I'm covering or just want to hear how I do my thing when it comes to sports talk, come through. Check it out. It's called the MOR VOH Basketball Experience. Uh, it'll probably be the 12th installment. We have about 11 right now. So um, if just in case it isn't out when I do drop this, um, check out the other 11. And then when the 12th one drops, check out number 12. And then our very last, very last episode will be the number 13th episode where we cover the championship game and um, talk about the award winners and all that. So it's, it's, it's a really good experience. Um, it's called the MOR VOH Basketball Experience. Big shout out to Z of MOR Apparel. Make sure to follow them on Instagram. That's at M-O-R underscore apparel underscore U-S. Simple, straightforward. Also with uh, VOH Basketball, follow them on IG. That's at VOH Basketball. Straightforward like that. And also subscribe to their YouTube channel, VOH Basketball. Straightforward. You can see the games. You can see the playoff games that I'm talking about. You might even hear my voice in the background because I do some of the uh, live work while the, you know, the commissioner is doing his thing on the microphone or coaching his team. Um, it, it's, 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 it's really great. Make sure you check that out as well, man. But yeah, big shout out to Nan. I just wanted to shout her out. I told her that I was going to shout her out after I told her how amazing 
her project is. Um, it's it's just great to see artists from the hometown doing their thing, and you know I'm glad that I have the platform that I have and I and be able to reach out to these artists and let them know that hey I'm checking y'all out, keep doing y'all thing. I got y'all back. Whatever you're doing, uh, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And it's great. I've I've built um, good relationships with the artists and. Hopefully I can get them on the platform and um, give them an interview. Um, speaking of which, uh, we probably won't have interviews for a while unless, you know, I'm able to get to some people. But um, we'll probably have guests again um, on the month of February. Um, I believe the very first Sunday of February we'll have a very special episode for you. I also believe I'm going to have some visuals for you. So it's going to be it's going to be really, really special. Um, I can't wait. But you know what's going down. We're going to continuously give you great content on a weekly basis, whether it's just me or I'm with the co-host. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? I, this is my baby right here. I um, also wanted to talk about some other programs that will be joining the Blast Podcast Paradigm. Um, we also we have right now the regular episodic show, which you're listening to right now. Thank you for listening as always. We, are gonna, we also have the MOR VOH Basketball Experience, which I just spoke about. Um, debuting this Thursday, I have Brother DSP Speaks. I spoke about it a little bit on uh, the previous episode. Not the last one, the previous one. Um, that one is where I speak on one topic and I deep dive. Um, the very first installment, it was, it's going to be a fun one. I'm going to talk about why do Instagram models get the hate that they do. And I think I'm going to have fun with that one. It's gonna, it's not going to be a long, long episode. It's probably going to be about 30 minutes. Um, straight to the point, straightforward. But I'm going to have fun with that one. And then after that, every Thursday, um, it's going to be serious topics. And then probably the last installment, because it is going to be a seasonal program, um, it's going to be something fun again. So I hope you guys tune into that. Um, it's going to be great. Um, make sure to also check out DSP seal of approval series. You can check out, you can check out the beginning of that movement of that program on my, uh, on my personal page. I say it's personal, but it's not really personal, but it's, uh, my DSP, the great page. That's DSP T H E G R eight straightforward. Check out the IGTV. You will see all the ones that I started off with. I believe I have like 10 to 12 already. And then check out the Blast Podcast. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And go into the IGTV and check out the new installments of that series on that um, on that IGTV. So I have a lot of things in the works. I, I'm, I'm, I, next year, I'm going to come with more visuals. This year, I wanted to work on the audio side. Now, I'm going to start working on the video side. Um, I just can't wait for y'all to check that out. Um, my website's about to go live soon. Um, actually, if you wanted to check out the website, you can go on the DSP, the great page. That's at D-S-P-T-H-E-G-R-8. And check out... Um, and just click the link in my bio. You click the link in the bio, what's going to happen is it's going to take you to the website. Um, right now, I don't have a URL that um, that is pretty easy to say to you and let you know that, hey, check this, check this website out, you know? So 
If you want to check out the website, just click that, click the link in my bio in the DSP The Great page and check it out. Um, you can get access to the podcast. You got access to um, my video library called Onslaught TV. I have so much content on there. It's, it's good, I, I, but I'm, gonna, I'm waiting to make that go live next year in 2020, probably around February or March. I'm, I'm looking at a spring, a spring uh, launch, so it's, it's going to be fun. Um, so I just wanted to plug a few things. Thank you for listening. Of course, I always want you to know that I am grateful for all the listeners and all the people that support the platform and show love on a daily, um, not on a daily basis. I'm sorry. Well, on a daily basis, cause I do post daily and on a weekly basis when you come back and listen and, and, you know, also let people know that this is one of the podcasts that they should be checking for. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing this for Rockland County. I'm doing this for y'all. And I'm also doing this for myself because when I do this podcast, it is very therapeutic for me to get a lot of the things off my chest, especially when I see certain things um, that, that, um, that I feel need to be spoken about. Oh, another, pe- another, people, another group of people that I wanted to shout out. Shout out to these two ladies, Brigavelli and royalty they got a new joint out called guns and roses um it 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 knocks it's actually playing in the background right now um of course local talent royalty was actually one of the rockland rockland 10 remember when i had that list of 10 artists that i felt that if you don't know anything about rockland county you should check out she was one of the artists um it's 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 a great song real real fly real hard and royalty always bring the bars. Brigavelli puts a little fly, fly vibe to it. It's a great joint. Make sure to check it out. It's called Guns and Roses. Um, big shout out to those two ladies right there. I just wanted to make sure I shouted them out as well. Um, so make sure you check out Nan. Check out her EP. It's called Venus. And make sure you check out the single Guns and Roses by Brigavelli and Royalty. Man, talent, talent upon talent. Um, We'll be back. We're about to get into this quick quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll get back to, uh, you know, the nitty-gritty. We'll be back. The Last Life Gaming Network is an over-the-top platform catering to the gamer. With numerous options upon launch, the LLGN will provide you with countless choices to start your experience. Shows such as collections, IRL, party games, playthroughs, and GUI, gaming under the influence, as well as highlights of Twitch and Mixer live streams, the network will have you itching for more. LLGN Sports will provide sports coverage as well as sports-related topics. With an interactive live stream schedule, the network will provide you with many reasons to be a part of our Last Life community. Make sure to subscribe to the Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube when it drops in the fall of 2019. Are you ready to be a Last Lifer? Okay, family, let's get right into it. Um, first thing I wanted to touch on was a few sports, um, a few sports uh, topics. Um, first off, probably 
the probably the funniest thing I saw this week was um Kevin Garnett uh talking about how him and I guess the Celtics quote unquote broke LeBron James. Um back in 2010, uh LeBron was basically on the rise of becoming who he is now and um he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers um about I would say for five years uh, straight, uh, they he he handled pretty much the the most of he he handled most of the scoring for the team. So I'm thinking after five years, you're doing the bulk of the scoring, and you feel the franchise isn't giving you enough pieces to um, help you win a championship. It's it, it, I would leave too, and I would go somewhere else as well to get some help. And I believe that's exactly what LeBron did, but KG is basically trying to get credit for making them making him go to Miami. And I was like, that's silly. I just I believe he went to Miami to get some help. And that's exactly what he did. And when he did get some help, by 2012 he got the Celtics out of there. Um and he made it his own personal mission to get the Celtics out of there. Like that's when he really really kicked it up a notch when he was on the Heat. Um, when they played the Celtics in, in 2012, I believe, and he got them out of there. So I believe, yeah, they won the series 4-3. So, I mean, it was kind of funny to hear him say um, that that they're the reason that the Celtics are the reason that uh, LeBron went to the Heat. I believe LeBron went to the Heat because, one, after five years of carrying the load, you're going to want some help. And after, of course, playing the Celtics, they had the big three. And one against three usually is a mismatch. So he evened up the odds and pretty much got them out of there when it was when the odds were even. So I just wanted to touch on that because I thought that was funny as hell. I mean, I get it. People are saying what they got to say. They go viral, you know, the viral virus. It's just I thought it was funny that he actually felt that way because it sounded like he genuinely feels that the C's broke LeBron James. I was like, if anything, if you broke him, he would have went to the West. He stayed in the Eastern Conference. He ain't go anywhere. And that's like saying the Pistons made Michael Jordan. No, if anything, they woke up a sleeping giant. The Pistons woke up Michael Jordan to the point where... Every time he went to the finals, he didn't lose. Um, the Celtics might have did the same thing to LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe they um, toughened LeBron up. Maybe they gave LeBron the push that he needed to become who he is now. So it's like, I don't know. It's just weird to hear Kevin Garnett talk like that because I'm like, dude, you're about to get into the Hall of Fame. Why are you talking like y'all broke LeBron? That's far from the truth. But I mean, I guess that's his perspective. That's um, his opinion. And that's why he spoke on it. It was just super weird to me to hear him say that. Um, I, it was, I believe it was on Bill Simmons' uh, podcast. And you know, uh, if an athlete talks the way Kevin Garnett talks, you know, the way he was really boisterous about how they quote-unquote broke LeBron, you know, it's going to go viral and people are going to talk about it. So, 
I felt that I had to touch on that because it was just weird to hear somebody talk about LeBron like that. You know what I mean? Not, I mean, it wasn't weird to hear someone t talk about LeBron like that. It was just weird to hear what was being said. That's what I meant to say. It was weird to hear, um, one, KG say it, but KG's known for running his mouth, and two, what he said. Like, you broke LeBron? Like I said, if I would, I would, I would say the statement had some validity if LeBron went to the West, but he stayed in the Eastern Conference, so obviously he wasn't broken, he wasn't scared, he just needed some help, and he went and got it, so just, just, I, I, I don't know, it was just weird to me, I just wanted to touch on that real quick, um, I don't know if any of you guys remember, I think it was last year, or two years ago, Russell Westbrook got into it with a fan in Utah, well, this fan now, well, the fan and his wife, if you remember, were banned from the Utah Jazz games indefinitely, and now they are filing a lawsuit seeking $100 million in damages. Um, basically, what happened was the fan was heckling Westbrook during the game, telling him to get on his knees like he used to. Um, the lawsuit states that what him and his wife, him being the fan and his wife were partaking in, is normal behavior. I believe the heckling he was saying was normal behavior and that um, it, he basically, I'm going to paraphrase it, he basically was saying that Westbrook took it the wrong way, he shouldn't have reacted the wrong way and his because of his reaction, they're seeking damages and also um, the Jazz the jazz organization's reaction they're, they're seeking damages for. So I guess in combination with the man and the wife, the total amount of damages that they're seeking is $100 million. Do I think they're going to get it? No. Um, I, I just believe that this is the fan being petty, um, the fan being upset that they can't go to the games because of what happened. So, I mean, it's just a classic case of, oh, how dare you do this to me? This is what, this is what it says to me. How dare you do this to me? I, I am somebody. You can't tell me not to go somewhere. I pay, da, 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 da. You, you know what I'm talking about. They feel they have a particular privilege or some sort of entitlement. It's, it's just crazy what, what happens behind the scenes what goes on in the society and and sometimes it shows itself like a hundred million dollars my guy you are out of pocket and westbrook straight up threatens you and i believe westbrook got fined for that too um i believe and i believe that's kind of silly that he got fined for that granted it's not my organization it's not my institution but the fan was getting at him the, the players should have every right to talk back to the fans especially if it's in a unflattering way I mean it's okay for the fans to say cool things and the players embrace it but what about those that feel they can talk to the players however they want to shouldn't the players have the right to um, defend themselves you know what I mean it's I mean it's just it's it's weird it's crazy like I said society the society that we're in today it's just like one is hypersensitive two you got <clears throat> people with these false sense of entitlement and it's just it's just so much madness that's going on but um
as I said, with that situation, I really don't see him getting a hundred. How much is it? A hundred million dollars from Westbrook or the Utah Jazz organization? Because one, Westbrook didn't put hands on no one. All he said was what he said, and I think he said, uh, "Don't quote me." I'm gonna paraphrase. I think he told him, "I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you and your wife up." You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, one at the, at that point in the game, the players' emotions are heightened. Their intensity is ratcheted up. The the adrenaline is firing. So if you if someone says something to you that you find inflammatory, you're gonna react, and that's exactly what Westbrook did. He reacted. And I didn't blame him for that because if somebody told me get on your knees like you used to, I'm like, wait, what? What you saying? You think because you're in the crowd, you safe? And basically he said, I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you and your wife up. That's what he said. If I remember correctly, that's what Russell Westbrook said. And I had no problem with it. At first I did because I didn't know what the fan was saying to him. And then when I found out what the fan was saying to him, and I was like, oh, Westbrook handled that much better than I would because I probably would have went upside that fan's head. I would have been like, yo, who are you talking to? Feel me? Like, who who are you to tell me that I need to get on my knees like I used to? What? What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> like, you, 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 you looking for a fight when you say things like that. You are looking for something. And I'm like, okay, I can give what you, I can give you what you're looking for. So it's it's just crazy, man. But um, like I said, I I don't see that going anywhere. Um, oh 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 oh. Before I forget, I wanted to send a huge R.I.P. A huge R.I.P. to the patriarch, the man that pretty much gave um the members of the Wu Tang Clan knowledge of self. Um, although Jizz already had um. Knowledge yourself before um, the Wu Tang became who they were, um, but he put the crew on to a lot of the the mathematics uh, of the um, gods and earths, the five percent nation. Um, uh, many members of the Wu Tang paid homage and gave their condolences. There wasn't much details about how he passed away. I really don't care about the details on. Um, how he passed, I just know the man passed away, and I wanted to say, rest in peace to Papa Wu. Um, for those of you who are Wu Tang Clan fans, um, Papa Wu was on a few um, interludes, talking, dropping mathematics. Um, so, to actually hear the news of him passing away, that actually hit me pretty hard because I was a huge Wu Tang Clan fan. I always followed the members. I always knew the members, even the members that probably weren't that popular. And so to hear Papa Wu, to know who Papa Wu was to the to the original nine members, and to hear that he passed away, it, it actually it actually hit me. It actually hit me in a way I didn't think it would because I'm like, damn, damn, that's Papa Wu. Like I knew about Papa Wu since what, 94, 95? What's that? That's about 20 some odd years? So, I mean, R.I.P. to Papa Wu, man. Um, you will be missed, brother. But your influence will be forever eternal, man. So, R.I.P. to you, Papa Wu. Um, 
salute to you, brother. And um, you will be missed. Jay-Z and Kanye West. Um, if you just, if you, if you don't know, uh, Puff just had a 50th uh, birthday party, I believe, sometime last week he had it. And many people seen Kanye and Jay-Z there. What a lot of people didn't know, because a lot of people thought there was still some, some sort of static between the two men. And um, what people didn't know is that, first let me give you some, some context as to why this um, topic is being brought up. Um, if, you, if you don't know, um, West had a, a legal dispute with uh, Title, about $3.5 million with Title in 2017. Um, Kanye, not was it 2017? Yeah, July 2017. Kanye left title after reportedly accusing the streaming platform of owing him more than three million dollars. Um, reports are saying that uh, title set settled the legal dispute. Um, well, the, the, the legal dispute was settled between the two men privately. You know how Jay-Z does. He doesn't like to do the whole, oh, we're doing this. He doesn't like the whole charade, the whole, uh, you know, the whole kitten caboodle where, you know, it's a whole smoke, not even smoke and mirrors, but like he doesn't like the un unnecessary attention, you know, and he felt that this needed to be done behind the scenes and he probably didn't like the way Kanye went about it the first time because like I said Jay is very a very personal guy when it comes to his um, business dealings so once it gets thrown out there I think it probably makes him feel away so it looks like they settled it amongst themselves um, I heard they reconciled it privately I, I'm assuming that Kanye got his 3.5 million dollars that was owed to him and that was that because I mean they were all smiles um, in the videos that I've seen um, with, Jay, with Jay. With the videos from Puff's uh, 50th birthday party, it, looks like, it looked like Jay-Z and, and uh, Kanye West was all smiles. Um, so I was like, okay, it looks like they settled things. Um, I believe some of Kanye's new stuff is on title as well, so... Big up to both those two brothers. Um, you know me, I've always bigged up Jay-Z when it comes to um, his business acumen. The way he does, the way he handles his business is so, so admirable. So that's why I always, I always um, have to big up Jay-Z. Kanye West, y'all know how I feel about Kanye. But as a creative myself and seeing that he was slighted $3.5 million. I can't be mad at him for doing what he did. Um, it wasn't kind of nasty that he took it to the public. Yeah, but hey, sometimes maybe that's what you have to do to get to get what, you, what you're owed. And he got what he was owed. And it, it's good to see that they reconciled, you know, at the end of the day. Um, maybe Jay could talk some sense into him. Or maybe Jay just did it to get the business, um, <clears throat> the business side of things correct. And maybe he's not even going to mess with him on a personal level. I don't know. 
Um, I just wanted to talk about that. That'll this talk about Jay Z and Kanye, and now that's a perfect segue to um, Jay Z's end of the year play year. I'm sorry, it was called year end. Yes, year end picks. Um, big deal uh, to be on this playlist that Jay Z put together, that Jay Z curated. Um, some of the artists that were featured on there, a lot of them really took took this as a big deal. They retweeted it, reposted it, they re what they were they re social mediaed it all over the place. Um, some of the artists that were featured on there was Russ, Bia, uh, Tyler the Creator, the Baby, Janae Aiko, Drake, Young Thug, J Cole, Freddie Gibbs, and Mad Lib, Summer Walker, Roddy Rich, Lil T J, Rick Ross, uh, Maxwell Cream, Travis Scott. Rod Wave, Solange, Lil Baby, Beyonce, Burner Boy, Pop Smoke, Denzel Curry, and more. Um, Conway was on there. West Side Gun was on there. Um, it was good to see some artists on there to just to see that, oh, wow, Hove is paying attention to these guys. Um, he's actually giving them their flowers. And uh, for the artists to see Jay-Z actually be a fan of your art, that's that's got to be huge. You know, so... Shout out to all those artists that was on the playlist. Some of them, you know, they were going to be on there, like the J. Coles, the Drakes. Um, I wasn't shocked that Freddie Gibbs and Madlib was on there. They probably had the hip-hop album of the year of this year. Bandana was amazing. Um, that's definitely one of those. Uh, that was one of the albums that I gave a, a seal of approval. One of the albums that I felt got snubbed for a Grammy nomination. Um, but, you know, it's the Grammys, and I don't really... You know me, I don't really care for the Grammys. I only covered like one award on the Grammys on this platform because I really don't care about the Grammys. I feel that that's more of a label, a label um, award show. No, it's not really for the artists. The artists are just the uh, figureheads for the labels. So that's just that. Um, staying in music news, Kodak Black, man. Uh... That, I don't know, man. Kodak Black is something else. Kodak Black currently serving a three-year sentence for lying on a federal document. Remember, I covered it before. Uh, he lied on a... Uh, he gave a social security number that didn't belong to him on a gun application. And the application was cleared. And once they found out that that wasn't his social security number, <clears throat> that's pretty much a federal violation. So you remember that I covered that. Well, on December 11th, uh, process servers popped up at the uh, Federal Detention Center in Miami to give Kodak Black a subpoena to turn over more documents related to paying off the settlement. Um, and the settlement is from a promoter by the name of Nick Fitz. I believe he's out of Miami. He's suing, he sued Kodak Black for more than $500,000 over a bot show and two makeup shows in New York. So basically, Kodak Black <clears throat> didn't show up to these shows that he got paid for. And... Um, I believe at the time he was fight. He was uh, he had the gun charge, and I believe um, a sexual assault charge he was fighting. So I guess he couldn't get to these shows, and he never made up the shows. And the promoter is um, <clears throat> suing him, and now they served a subpoena, as you just heard, to Kodak Black while he's in federal prison. So I mean, the guy is going through hell right now, and hell is getting hotter. They are turning up the heat. He's still standing by the fact that um, he believes that there's a conspiracy by the 
the the the, the uh, what are, what are they called? The correctional officers to get him in trouble to pretty much um, they were basically he said they basically set him up. And that's why, if you remember the news I reported about how he got into a fight and there was a correctional officer that, correctional officer that got injured. So that can lead to more time. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it, it's just it's just crazy for um, Kodak Black right now. I, I, every time I report on him, it's not good news. And I kind of feel like I'm just not even it's not intentional. It's just I just feel that. Uh, it's almost sound like I'm trying to smear the brother, and I'm not. It's just that's the news that's out there on him. Like, trust me, if I got some good news on Kodak Black, I would. But every time we covered him, he's just been doing silly things from, you know, talking about Lauren London after Nipsey's death, the gun charges, the sexual assault charges. It's just nuts, the things that I've reported <laughs> on uh, Kodak Black on his platform. So hopefully he um, gets out. Hopefully he doesn't get any more years, but you never know because remember I reported he had another gun charge come out of nowhere and that might give him another 10 to 15 years. So uh, all I can say is, man, Kodak Black, uh, stay strong, bro. And um, just try to get your time done so you can come home, man. Your fans miss you. Straight like that. Um, another high-profile name that's doing time. I believe uh, 6 9 has been sentenced uh, for to two years in prison for his RICO case. Um, you know, the case that he was just sitting there tattling on everyone. Um, he got two years. Um, I, To be honest, I thought he was going to get more. <clears throat> I knew he was doing time. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of people thought that he wasn't going to do time because of his tattling. And I was like, nah, that's not the case. That's not how the system works. The system needed him, yes, to talk. Um, if he didn't talk, he would have gotten the football numbers. That's just the way it is. But since he cooperated, they were like, all right, you can do time served, but you're still going to do some time because guess what? You pretty much admitted to the crimes that you were complicit with. You, yes, pointed out these guys that we've been trying to get for years, but you also... Um, implicated yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've also pointed the finger at yourself because when you told on these guys, you basically admitted like, yeah, I paid these guys to do this. I paid these guys to do that. So to see um, to see that he got two years, I was kind of shocked that he got so little time, but my thing is, like, are they going to get at him on the inside? And when I say they, I mean the nine trade bloods. Are they going to get at him on the inside? Are they going to wait till he comes home? What are they going to do? Because, granted, I hear a lot of people say the narrative is, oh, people don't care about snitching no more, this, that, and the third. Oh, these guys are not going to do anything to Takashi when he get out. Takashi is good. You know, the, the, all the crazy narratives behind this whole Takashi 6 9 case. Um, people actually condoning the snitching. Um, it's just weird. A lot of people don't understand the street code and 
how if you involve yourself in that life, you better abide by the rules of that life. And, you know, people have their weird logic. Oh, if this, if, if some people slept with my baby moms, um, I would have been telling too, just that and the third. And I'm like, yo, y'all have it so confused. Like, how do you have it so confused to the point where you are condoning this man telling? For years, hip-hop has been talking about don't snitch, don't snitch, don't snitch. And now you want to change this culture? You want to change the culture that's been around for decades? A code that's been around for decades? I'm going off in a tangent, man. I just wanted to touch on the 6ix9ine situation. And it, I believe he got two years. It's around two years. They usually do it in months. I just don't remember what the months were. I just know that I did the math and it's around like two years. So 6ix9ine um, is going to be sitting in, uh, in, prison, in prison for about two years. So that's kind of crazy. Um, big shout out to Angie Martinez. Glad to hear that she is um, recovering. Um, last month, Angie revealed she was involved in a severe car accident. Um, she returned to social media on Wednesday to update, update her followers on her recovery. And she even called into the Breakfast Club to talk about her uh, painful ordeal. Um, she even mentioned how Kevin Hart um, got in contact with her in regards to, um, you know, her recovery. Because if you remember, he was just in a bad accident himself and he was doing his own recovery and how um, she felt it would it not took away her confidence, but it kind of like messed with her confidence. Um, I don't know if Angie got into the accident because of you know being inebriated or whatnot. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know the details behind it. I just was happy to find out that Angie was okay. Because I found out she was in a car accident way later, before she announced it, of course. But I found out she was in a car accident and I heard it was a really bad one. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is Angie. You know what I mean? She's pretty much uh, a staple in the hip hop media world. So I, I was paying close attention to it. Then when I found out that she was okay, she was good. That's all I really cared about. I didn't really go look for the phone call into the breakfast club and whatnot. Um, cause I don't really listen to the radio like that. So that's why I didn't really listen to it, but it was good to hear that Kevin Hart reached out to her and gave her some advice on uh, recovery because that's, uh, that's dope to have someone like uh, Kevin Hart to reach out to you and, um, show love and, and give you some tips on, you know, how to get back because I mean, to, to suffer an injury due to a car accident, it's not easy, man. Um, especially as bad as I heard it was, from what I understand, it was a pretty, pretty nasty, pretty nasty accident. So now, it was a slow news week, nothing crazy. Um, it was some crazy news about a 17-year-old girl in California stealing an airplane. But she didn't, she didn't fly, she was only able to turn on one engine. But my thing was, how did this 17-year-old girl get to the airplane? <laughs> it's a crazy story. I didn't get much details on it. It was just one of those stories that I saw while I was doing my research for this episode. Um, it, it was kind of nuts to see that. I was like, wait, a 17-year-old girl got that? Got into that? And I was like, how the heck? How the heck did that happen? <laughs> how did she get 
to the um, plane. One, how did she start the plane? Two, three, how did she get one engine on? I was like, wait a minute, that's crazy. But what happened is she didn't take off. Um, she actually actually crashed into a fence. And um, they got her, security got her. I believe they took her to a juvenile detention. Um, I don't, I don't, I hope the girl is okay. Hopefully they weren't too rough with her. Um, it's just nuts how that happened. Um, oh, what's playing in the background right now is Cameron's Purple Haze 2. Great project from, from the OG Cameron that dropped, um, on, I believe December 20th. Uh, yes, Friday. That was one of the albums that came out. Great project. I really love it. I mean, to me, listening to Cameron during the winter season is always fun. It's, it's great. Um, I believe this was in celebration of the 15-year anniversary of the first Purple Haze album. So it's good to see him uh, drop Purple Haze, too, and actually hear Cameron back in his bag. Um, if you remember, the last time I spoke on Cameron making music was um, the Dipset album. And I was saying that he didn't even sound like he wanted to be there. But from one, in my opinion, I think he's seen the success that Jimmy was having, and a little fire under uh, Cameron. So Cameron came back with this Purple Haze Two project, and man, let me tell you, I I believe this project is better than his last effort called the Program. This album, this album definitely is um, a Cameron album. So make sure y'all check out Purple Haze Two. This is not an ad. Um, this is just me giving uh, kudos to an OG in the um, hip-hop world and and he's got a he's got a great contribution to the uh, culture out right now so make sure to check out purple haze too but now what we truly truly came to talk about was um, the impeachment uh, I've seen a lot of people excited when the when the ruling came out um i've seen a lot of people up in arms celebrating people are on the streets celebrating that oh 45 is out of here he's about to be out of here he's been impeached um impeachment uh let's talk about it what is impeachment? Me, I'm a very literal person. Uh, very literal. So when I hear impeachment, I'm going to tell you what I hear. When I hear impeachment, I hear indictment. Um, it's pretty much whatever legislative body, whatever body of the government feels you did something it's basically them the process is pretty much them trying to indict you um let me see if i can get you a definition of impeachment okay impeachment is the process by which a legislative body levels charges against a government official impeachment does not itself remove the official definite definitively from the office it is similar to an indictment in criminal law, and thus it is essentially the statement of charges against the official. That's all it is. This is why you hear a lot of the talking heads 
saying what they're saying about Trump. The talking heads that, you know, support Trump. They're saying that um, he didn't have much of uh, much due process. They're saying that um, Jesus Christ had more rights from Pontius Pilate. Um, I, it, you, you had to hear some of the analogies that they were throwing out there. Um, there was another one I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, just it was it was just getting that the witches of this the witches of Salem had more rights than than Trump did in in their case. And I'm like, yo, they are nuts. Like, so you have to hear some of the things that the talking heads of conservative America is saying. And I'm like, no wonder, um, no wonder some of these people are regurgitating some of the craziness that I hear on the internet because these talking heads are so passionate. These talking heads are so, um, supportive of, um, of this man and his message and um, his xenophobia that they felt it wasn't just. And I'm like, can they really go on with something that unjust? I don't know, because government is very funny. Um, so I can't say the goings-ons with that because politics as you all may know i do pay attention but it is very tricky and there's a lot of intricacies and nuances that take place behind the scenes that we'll never understand um so i just i wanted to touch on this topic some more like i really really wanted to deep dive into this topic because as i said i believe a lot of people misconstrued what it meant to be a beast i think a lot of people thought impeachment was synonymous or correlated to um, the president leaving. Be like, no, he's not going to leave. If you remember, Bill Clinton was impeached for the whole Monica Lewinsky uh, situation, but he was still in office. So my thing is, all the, I, in my opinion, all the Democrats were trying to do were um, put a... What's the word I'm looking for? They're basically trying to quote unquote tarnish his name. So because it's time to reelect. And I believe they think that with this impeachment, they're not going to put the president back in office. And um, I think that's wrong. I think the Democrats messed up with this because the Democrats were so hell bent in trying to get Trump with the whole uh, Russia thing. That didn't work. So I guess they found out about the whole Ukraine uh, situation. Um, and they found, I guess, some validity in it with the whistleblower and whatnot. But um, if, you wanna, if we want to talk about the vote that took place, um, it was a vote for the abuse of power. Um, I believe it was Article 1. Um, it was 230 to 197, um, members of Congress voted, 
vote for Article 1, Abuse of Power, was 230-197. Um, with one vote, I guess they didn't, the person didn't vote. Um, all Republicans voted against the article, joined by two Democrats. Okay? Um, the vote on Article 2, obstruct, Obstruction of Congress, was two, 229 to 198 with one vote. Um, I guess they held back. All Republicans voted against the article, joined by three Democrats. So um, pretty much that's what got the president impeached. And that is going to basically put him in front of Senate for trial. And that's weird and funny to me because guess what? The Senate is predominantly Republicans. And as you heard the vote, the Republicans were unanimous. They were in solid solidarity when it came to how they felt about the impeachment of the president. Um, if you were paying attention to, if you follow the page, at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, I made a post um, where pretty much a guy, dumbass of course, threatened um, pretty much civil, civil war if the president was impeached and removed. But I don't recall the guy mentioning impeachment, but I think he, no, I remember the guy mentioning impeachment. I don't think he mentioned anything about removal from the office. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. So don't quote me on that. But I know he said that his 357 will handle that situation. And that it, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's, it was something in that nature. And I was like, wow, on camera, your face is not covered and you just threatened, um, government officials and whoever and whoever didn't um disagree who didn't agree with you so it's it's just crazy um let's see who who were the congress the congressmen who voted against um the impeachment you have jeff van drew of new jersey he's expected to uh switch party soon um he, he voted against the first and second articles of impeachment you also have Congressman Colin Peterson of Minnesota. He voted against the first and second articles of impeachment. And then you also have Congressman Jared Golden of Maine, who voted against the second article of impeachment, um, obstruction of uh, Congress. Um, but he did vote in favor of the first article, abuse of power. And all other Democrats voted for impeachment, pretty much. And, of course, which Republicans voted for impeachment? No Republicans ultimately voted for either article of impeachment. Um, one Republican was briefly marked as voting for impeachment. It was probably, like, it was probably an error before um, changing that vote. Um, and uh, one other vote that stood out, one other member voted for both articles of impeachment. Um, Amash, a former, Justin Amash, a former Republican who became an independent over the summer, Democrats praised the match before the vote on the House floor. Of course, they praised him because they were able to get um, his vote. Um, who voted present? Because those that's what that was the vote. I was like, I'm not sure what that means. It sounds like they held the vote. Um, it was Congressman 
Tulsi Gabbard. Perhaps the biggest surprise of the night came when Representative Tulsi Gabbard, a Democrat from Hawaii who was running for president, voted present on both articles. Gabbard had been coy about her vote ahead of Wednesday night. After doing my due diligence and reviewing the 658-page impeachment report, this is what uh, Gabbard is saying, I came to the conclusion that I could not in good conscience vote either yes or no. I am standing in the center and I have decided to vote present. Gabbard said in a statement, although Gabbard is running for president, she is not running for re-election. So basically she was like, she didn't feel that she wanted to say anything because um, why, she, as she said she read the, I don't know how she read 658 pages of this impeachment article. That's crazy. Um, and uh, she said she couldn't find anything or she came to the conclusion that she couldn't do it in good conscience. Um, maybe she felt that this was a witch hunt. Um, maybe she felt that there wasn't enough there for her to vote for that. And, you know, me, I, I'm not going to judge the woman. Um, she, she had said some pretty good things when she was running for president. So, I don't know. I mean, I think she's still in the race. She's, she's not one of the names I've seen drop out. So it's it's gonna be um, interesting to see. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see where this whole impeachment thing goes. I felt that I had to cover this because, like I said, I seen a lot of people were up in arms, celebrating, super happy about the situation, and I'm like, yeah, I know why you're happy. You're happy because you think he's going. He's not going anywhere. Um, also, what I wanted to point out in this situation as well was that not all Democrats are for the people. I mean, granted, it's a little amount of them, but think about it. Um, the Democrats were definitely in solidarity when it came to trying to get Trump impeached. Um, a lot of them don't like Trump and I don't blame him. He didn't make it easy for them to like him. And he, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? He antagonizes them. You hear how he talks? He, he talks crazy. So, of course, they're not going to like him. So, they're going to do whatever they have to do um, to get him out of there. Or to do what they have to do to smear his name to get him out of there. Like I said, politics is very nasty. It's very... Um, weird because like i said um the democrats were hell-bent to get trump out of there or smear his name but and after the whole impeachment went down i believe the nancy pelosi um invited trump to come speak to do his state of the union in front of congress so it's 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 weird it's like i said it's weird there, there was even one point where Nancy Pelosi defended Trump by saying he's not racist. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me? He's not racist? So what was this whole travel ban on the people of, well, okay, maybe that's not racism. But what about the, because I was going to speak on the travel ban of those, of the, of the Muslim folks. That's not really racism. Um, but you can call it racism because one, Trump is a Muslim, and two, Trump isn't of the um, 
same collective of the people that follow the Muslim faith. So that's why some are calling it racism. But the comments that he made about Haiti and um, the African countries. Many people are saying we don't have proof of that, this, that, and the third. I was like, yeah, that's cute. But something like that wouldn't just be made up. I'm sure it was said and he did not expect it to leak and it did. Um, so, I mean, it's just, I wanted to inform the family on the fact that impeachment does not is not synonymous with him leaving office. Impeachment is more synonymous with him being indicted on the things that basically he didn't, basically the things he said he didn't do. Um, in all actuality, he did do it. Um, but my thing is, he's not the first, nor will he be the last president to do that. He just got caught, or more or less that he rubbed the... the he rubbed powerful people the wrong way, so they went the extra mile to get him out of here or basically get him, because I don't want to confuse y'all when I say get him out of here. They wanted to tarnish his name. They wanted to make sure that he had a chink in his armor when he goes into re-election. But like I was saying, it's not going to uh, hurt him in any way, shape or form. If anything, you just... Um, mobilized his his supporters. You just um, gave his supporters a reason to come out there and support him. Now this year, I won't be shocked if he wins the popular vote. Because one, I don't see not one Democratic candidate that's gonna be able to stand toe to toe with Trump when it comes to one popularity, two. The, the control of, of the masses that Trump has right now. Because you have people that feel um, Donald Trump is being done wrong right now. And like I said earlier, you have a lot of talking heads that is pushing that narrative. So I felt as as someone that's within the media world, I'm not going to call myself a journalist. I'm not going to disrespect those who went to school for journalism by calling myself a journalist. But I am in the media world. A lot of y'all come to me. A lot of y'all listen to me because of the facts that I provide, of the news that I provide, of the information that I disseminate to you. So it's only right that I had to get on this platform, use my platform responsibly, and um, talk to you about impeachment and the process and pretty much the details of what, what happened behind the scenes because a lot of people just saw Donald Trump impeached and that's all they needed to see. And I, I didn't want my family that listens to me and that comes to me for this type of information to not know what was going down, what was really happening. Um, it's... It's um, it's uh, it's a tricky world out there, and I feel that it's my responsibility with this platform to clarify a lot of things. Um, because like I said, it's weird time. It's it like like the, like it's said all the time. It's weird times out there. It's hard to decipher things. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and I have the ability to see beyond the smoke and mirrors. And with this platform. I'm going to help you see beyond that with some of the things that I know that I've learned in my past, and I'm going to share it with y'all. 
Like I always tell y'all, don't let the titles of Democrat and Republicans um, fool you because that's just titles used to, uh, I don't want to say trick, but it's more or less titles of, a title, titles to represent, um, I guess, thought, um, cause most Democrats are liberal and most, cons- most, uh, Republicans are conservative, but it's not set in stone that way because you also have some Democrats who are conservative and some of them are so conservative. What they do is they end up switching parties. Like you've heard me say. You've heard me me- you heard me mention party realignment and all that before when Kanye West was talking crazy. So yes, party realignment takes place all the time. Um, so this is what I'm saying. Politics is very tricky. That's why a lot of people, I think, are very turned off by it as well. Um, because it's so tricky. But this is what actually makes me want to pay attention to it more because... Excuse me. These people are, I wouldn't say in control of our lives, but they are the gatekeepers of a lot of the things that we're able to do and we're not able to do in our lives. Um, And a lot of the stuff that they um, talk about and deal with are BS. It's a lot of, excuse me, a lot of jockeying amongst themselves for power, because at the end of the day, both sides are after power. One side is more, more, uh... more militant with their thought. The other side is more flexible. Liberals are flexible. Conservatives are very militant with their thought. Excuse me. I had to take a sip of water there. Brother, have been talking for a while. Um, but yeah, uh, this is why politics is tricky for some and, and people really don't get down with politics. So, man, I hope I was able to... Um, I hope I was able to clarify that for y'all, man, because like I said, I've seen a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people um, excited, happy that he got impeached, but I, I don't think they understood the, the process. And it's, it's, a, it's a process. Granted, the first part of the process was considered quote unquote a success, but there's another part of the process that is important and it would be the part of the process that gets him out of office. And if he, from what I'm seeing, he's not going anywhere. Um, from what I'm seeing, Congress got him, but the Senate is not going to get him out of there. The Senate is Republican, um, is predominantly Republican, and um, what's going to happen is uh, they're going to exonerate him, or pretty much they're going to be like, "Don't worry about it. You're still in office." Um, if you are, pay- if you do pay attention to politics, you already heard Mitch McConnell say um, it's very unfair what the Democrats did to the president. Um, they they don't even want the documents from. Um, from from Congress. The Senate does not want the documents from Congress that have to do with Trump's impeachment. So you already know what that means. Um, like I was saying to somebody, uh, my guy Jelani, big shout out to Jelani Jeffries. He was on the platform. Make sure you check out that episode called The Reunion. Um, it was him and uh, Veg that came through. Great episode. They dropped off 
They gave gems. They they it was it was really dope to have those guys on the platform. But Jelani had made a post about the impeachment, and he was like, "Yo, it's good to see that he got impeached, but will they get him out of office?" Because Jelani's a very very um, smart individual, and he understood that impeachment is basically just an indictment. And he was like, "Let's see where this goes," because he he has an understanding of what politics is about, and um, he pretty much um, said, "Let's see where this goes." And I, I I replied to his his story post, and I was like, "Yeah, man, this is like wrestling. If anything, you already heard Mitch McConnell say that he's not gonna." Charge Trump, and I, if I if I'm correct, he's the senior speaker of uh, the Senate. So it, it's it's just weird. I hope I was able to clarify everything, family. Um, excuse me. I hope I was able to clarify everything. Um, like I said, it was a it wasn't a busy busy news week. Um, around this time of the year, it really isn't. It's the holidays. Um, probably the biggest news was the impeachment, and I felt that I had to cover that because. It's my responsibility to enlighten the people, enlighten the listeners, enlighten the followers of the platform on what's going on, um, on what's really happening in the world, basically, because this is why I created the platform. One, of course, to give tips on to the creators and the um, entrepreneurs out there, and of course, give um, the platform to them when it's time for them to come on the show, and of course cover the current events, and clarify some things for the family because I feel I have a responsibility to do that. I feel that it's my responsibility to um, keep y'all informed. That's why I created the platform. And it's also therapeutic for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I love doing this. I love um, creating this content for y'all. I love creating the content based on real life, you know, um, it doesn't take much out of me. Um, life is always going to give you content. Um, pretty much all I do is just curate the content and, and give it to y'all in podcast episode form for y'all to consume. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> as I said, it was a slow news week. It wasn't nothing crazy. So we're about to get into this ad right quick. Um, and then I'll be back to uh, close out. All right. That segment was brought to you by Culture Wings. We're about to get into that ad right now, and we'll get into the next segment right after that. Peace. Culture Wings. If you're looking for flavorful wings in the Rockland County, New York area, we've got the place for you. Give them a follow on Instagram at FTC Wings. Again, that's at FTC underscore W-I-N-G-Z. Place your order in the DMs or give them a call at 845-200-1600. Free delivery to those who are in the Havistraw and West Havistraw area. Please be sure to vote weekly on their Instagram page for the sauce of the week. Thai chili, honey barbecue, Cajun, 
lemon pepper, and garlic parm are the weekly wing flavors. Eight piece for $7, eight piece combo for $10. 16 piece for $14, 16 piece combo for $17. 24 piece for $21, 24 piece combo for $24. An order of fries is $3, loaded fries for $5. Mozzarella sticks are also an option. Eight for $5, 16 for $10. Beverages are all $1, which includes Coke, Sprite, and water. They have catering options as well. Please be sure to use the Blast Podcast promo code to get a free order of fries. Orders are taken only on Sundays from 12 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. These wings sell out fast, so don't miss out on the opportunity to taste the best wings in Rockland County, New York. Remember the name, Culture Wings. Oh, man, you guys, I hope you guys really, really, truly enjoyed that episode, man. It's... It was a it was a great amount of information given out, especially in particular in that last portion where I covered um, the impeachment and how it's only just an indictment and it's not really going to get him out of here. Because I've seen a lot of you were excited. We're, we're up in arms that, hey, he's going to get impeached. He's going to get impeached. He's going to get impeached. I was like, that's just an indictment. He's not going to get kicked out of office. He actually has to go through court, like I said. And it's going to be in front of, I believe, the Senate that's predominantly Republican. And if you remember the voting, like I said before, (laughs) not one Republican voted to have him impeached. So, like I said in the previous segment, it's all narrative to create um, a further rift between liberals and conservatives and, you know, to ratchet up the, the banter between Democrats and Republicans and, you know, like... The regular stuff. Like I explained to y'all in, in the previous segment, I don't want to, you know, keep you too long on the outro. Uh, make sure you follow the platform on IG. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, that's the Blast Podcast. Check out everything I post on there. Interact with me. I'll get back to you. Um, if you want to talk um, some business, DM me. We can do that too. Um, what else is there? Um, oh yeah, check out the IGTV. Make sure to check out the series I got on there, uh, DSP Seal of Approval series. You're going to start seeing uh, more and more um, installments going in there, as you saw this weekend, because I, I threw some up over the weekend because I owed it to y'all, and I had a lot of albums and an artist that I wanted to cover. So make sure you check that out, man. Well, by the time you hear this, you probably already checked out the um, the series because I'm, I'm I'm dropping a lot at once, so. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back next week. Um, For those of you who do celebrate, happy holidays. For those of you who don't, peace, love, and light. I don't judge because I'm one of those who don't celebrate the holidays. So you already know what it is. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure to check out Venus by Non. And make sure to check out Guns N' Roses, the single um, by Brigavelli and uh, Royalty. All right, so I'm Brother DSP. I'm signing out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Blast Podcast. Peace, y'all.